Welcome back to the pod. My name's Kenny, here with my co-host, Matt. Como estas, guys? What's going on? I was going to think of a new way. Uh, every day I was like, okay, I got to think of a new language to say that every episode. And I just didn't get to it, guys. Bonjour. I'm sorry. Bonjour. If you write us anything and you say you're from another country, Matt's reply will always be bonjour. I don't know why. Just that's a hey, bonjour. Um, what's going on? Good holiday, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, got my turkey on. Uh, ate more than I should have. I'm not a fan of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's useless. I'm such a heavy Christmas guy. And if you know me, you know, your boy goes deep with Christmas. I'm all about it. Yeah. There's about a 22 foot reindeer for my front yard. <laughs> um, but yeah, how, I think Thanksgiving, I think we need to, as a society, need to reassess and like get together and like reform Thanksgiving how it should be. Like pumpkin pie is good, but it shouldn't be like a staple for Thanksgiving. Like let's switch it to apple pie, right? Because like I'm good for like one piece of pumpkin pie and then I'm like, okay, there's not enough whipped cream for this shit. I'm done. Okay. I'm a hard disagree with you on that. I'm a pumpkin pie fan. I know. But also, I figured you would. But be also, I go hard on the whipped cream. Cut <laughs> the pie out. Whipped cream on the top. The whole thing. Whipped cream on the side. Maybe whipped cream the back end. Hey, I, like I said, I, I'm not opposed to pumpkin pie being part of it. But it's like a staple of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. And then there's always like nine pumpkin pies, two apples, and I'm like, and if you look at the pies, there's. <laughs> Eight and a half pumpkin pies left and no apples. Okay. So this is what I'm trying to say is like, we need to reassess, get straight to Christmas or let's fix it. There's no Thanksgiving bangers. There's no songs. No. The only song there's that meat, greens, potatoes, cheese. There, there's no, there's no Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. And I'm trying to nominate movies. I'm trying to think what could be a good Thanksgiving movie. That's why I try to nominate Homeward Bound and people are like, no. I'm like, why not? The football games are usually trash. Three shitty football games. Dry ass turkey. Yeah. And now if you're a fantasy football guy like me, I'm like pissed off during Thanksgiving. Ever since we got a Traeger, my meat game, um, I should say my wife's meat game. She's a big Traeger head, but uh, everything's been better. So we, we triggered the turkey. I don't cook at all or barbecue. Yeah. My wife does all that. She's a fantastic at that stuff. So I'm like, why would I even attempt if you're like passionate about cooking, yeah, I'm just gonna fuck this up. So. I'm like, why you got? We got like a pro athlete at cooking, and yeah. then we got me. Like, what are we doing here? That makes no sense. Oh, Mick. Like, I've been at the kid table for 39 years. Just let me play <laughs> with the kids. These are my people. I'll be here. I'll wrestle in the living room, and that's it. It's taking on all the kids at once. Yeah, and then Black Friday too. I'm I'm pissed off about Black Friday. It's not what it used to be. It's I, not. I used to work in retail. I used to work at Guitar Center. And Black Friday was, there was like three, it was Black Friday, President's Day, and like Christmas. We're getting 20% off now. Yeah. That doesn't make me want to punch an old man in public. Yeah. Like I'm missing, it's like, you get an 83 inch TV for $12 on Black Friday. We got four. We yeah. open up at six in the morning and you see guys camping out. <laughs> and we've hidden them amongst the store. You got to find and, it. We have four, but three of them are actually going to our employees, and we're going to tell you they're gone. So we have one. Like, we don't have that no more. No, no. Like, I can't. Like, I think online retail kind of bashed that. I think Amazon's kind of killed Black Friday. Well, then they're doing all this, like, Black Friday for the month or Black Friday. 
for the week. Yeah, I think that's just duping people though. You because I'll I'll look at I'll look at the Black Friday deals and yeah, it'll it'll be nice, but then Black Friday comes around and they usually like discount it a little bit more, have something. But yeah, there's no more crazy doorbusters like there used to be. No. So, but I had a good time. A little dry turkey was good. Ham, all that good stuff. I always fill up. Again, I always fill up on the veggie stuff during yeah. the shitty football games. And then I'm like so hyped for this meal and I have one plate full of food because I got stuffed on freaking the charcuterie board. Right. Big family uh, get together. Time. Yeah. My wife's Italian. So we got a bunch of Italian people kissing each other and stuff. I'm like, hey, like it's it's cool. <laughs> and then my family's same. So that's cool. But like, again, Thanksgiving, the family you see all the time. That's the family you want to see. Right. And then we're seeing... Uncle Dan or something shows up. Sorry, I do have an okay. Second. I do have an Uncle Dan. Okay, I just threw a name out there, and I just want to say, Uncle Dan, it's this is not considered. This is not. <laughs> this is not for you because you're actually one of my favorite uncles. And I don't know why I said Uncle Dan, and I apologize. But you have an Uncle Dan out there that shows up. You're like, I haven't seen this guy in years. Second cousin Rick, you know, and yeah, it's just brutal. So it's like, and then he could hang out with Uncle Dan, take a creepy photo, like, you know. I don't know. I just give me the give me the Christmas. Give me the chaos. Christmas is Thanksgiving, but with presents. Yeah, and movies and songs. I I, uh, I used to like Christmas songs as a kid, but then working in retail for as long as I did, Christmas songs are ruined. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just on a fucking loop. You know, eight hours a day, five days. a oh, week. Oh, we've been I've been listening to Christmas songs since November first, <laughs> and we're not tired. <laughs> we're not tired of them at all, dude. <laughs> I'm freaking all about Christmas. I like the food. I like cookies, obviously. I like <laughs> I like Christmas music. I like chaos at the mall where people are freaking out and babies are crying, hugging Santa. I like walking around with a coffee. I like sex with my socks on. You know what I mean? Like everything about Christmas season. <laughs> everything about Christmas season. Get you some toe socks. This is a jiu-jitsu podcast, so <laughs> what... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the ramble, but I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Coming back from training after an injury, an extended period away. Um, so what are we saying? Like what what is uh So this is just something I was thinking about. So like um how do you what, what, what in your opinion, in your experience as someone who's had multiple injuries? Mm. Um Yeah, and, first and of all, Kenny tried to kill me on Thanksgiving too. This guy was all over me, like a wet blanket. That's only a no gi. <laughs> and gee, Matt just pins me to the ground and grapple fucks me until I can't breathe anymore. So I was, I was like, I'm gonna try to, like I said last, I'm gonna try to work my half guard. I suck at half guard, and I was freaking. Kenny was like, Oh yeah, here you go. I was like, oh, yeah, I do suck at half guard. Um, uh, but yeah, it was good. Uh, good rounds, small but mighty rounds for yeah. us on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was a nice that there was a even number of people and we just kept swapping. Mm -hmm. Kind of. So coming back from injury, first thing is first is you're gonna be fucking tired. Yeah. Your cardio is going to, you can miss two weeks of jujitsu and you come back and you're just like, <gasps> like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but like your, your cardio is going to be trash. Um, your timing is going to be off. You're going to see moves that you normally would hit. And then you're like, but you'll miss it. And you're like, man, I would have got that like six months ago. But like, you're just, your brain isn't clicking with your body yet. Is there anything that you recommend like to ease back into, or maybe like 
maybe right. you maybe you can't come back to train yet. Like, okay, I, I had a conversation with Jason one time, and he told me when he was a white belt, he had a knee injury, and he had to have surgery, and he was out for like, I think he said six months or something like that. But he said he still went to class, not to do anything. He didn't He didn't train, he didn't drill, he didn't. He just basically sat there and watched. You can learn a lot from just watching yeah. on the wall, because your brain's watching, so you're still caught up on the curriculum with this school and what your professor is teaching. So that's great, but um, you can't like, you know, obviously do anything. To me, it's like your brain and your heart, you know, your heart is going to want to go back. Right. But it's not like whenever I think you think you're ready to go back to jujitsu, I say, take another two weeks. Yeah, that's smart. Because you, I've, I mean, I've done it. I've came back early. I've hurt myself again. Like, like crap. Right. Like, oh, I have a hurt knee. So I can't even close my guard. So I just, it's just open. It's just dummy guard. And that's, that's how my knee is to this day. Right. That's why I play open guard game. Even in, that's why my half guard sucks because I can't do any lockdowns. No, no shit. Because if like, I feel that pressure on my knee, it puts the, so I just kind of, everything's just like fake chow, you know? So, so, uh, but that, so like, well, I came back early for instance, and I was like closing my guard and the guy was trying to open it and I was trying to resist and I could feel the pressure on my knee. Oh fuck. So like I, and he just, he went hard and I popped again. I'm like, oh, crap, did I hurt my knee again? I'm like, I hurt my knee again. No shit. Yeah, like a week early coming back. And it was just situational. So to me, I said, if you think you're going to come back, I say wait another two weeks. Two weeks. That's smart. Um, What about vacation? You know, like you were take like a week off or anything like that? Is it something that you... I think it's good to take a vacation. Um, I think it's good to get away and like, you know, some people like to go, some people are about it and just go, like I've said before, go train other places and that's right. cool. But um, sometimes it's good to like clear, clear yourself and come back. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've been in a funk before. I'm just like, even at, I mean, a couple of years back, a black belt still there. And uh, I was like, just getting smoked by everybody. I'm like, dude, I am just like off right now. Like I'm going through it right now. And I don't know why I just hit this wall where I'm just getting beat by everybody. Guys, I should not lose to. I'm like, dude, what is going on? And uh, I just, you know, sometimes taking a couple of days off and coming back, I'll reset that. Yeah, yeah. I it's um kind of a it can be a, a, a tough at times. There's times where I'll I I'll not want to go to class because I feel like I'm just getting wrecked. You know, just a, a bad week of just being the nail, you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. getting beat the fuck up every day at class. And then like, I'll, um, you know, like I'll, maybe I'll take Monday off or something like that. And it's like, I gotta, I gotta be careful with that. Cause it can be a slippery slope where, mm -hmm. it, you know, all of a sudden I took a whole week off and then I'm like, then I go back and I'm like, like, I don't want to be here. And you know, after that class, after that first initial class, I'm kind of back into it again, but it, it can definitely, and it's yeah. good like for your diet too. Like if you're on a diet, like sometimes that training every day will keep you strong on your eating, right? If you don't train, you'll eat bad. Yeah, and it's like sometimes I'll train at six a.m. and then like I'll be like, oh, people are like you want to go here in and out? I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Like I'm not gonna do that. Right. Yeah, I already started the day. There's off. a lot of times I say, okay, <laughs> let's do it anyways, but. But it does help when you get, like, you know what I mean? So if you can take a couple of days off next to you know you haven't been eating well and you regressed here and you regressed there and then you're like way back and you're like, oh, I'm now. Then you become the guy who's like, I want to get into shape before I go back. Yeah. And if you're 
this thinking about signing up for jujitsu or trying jujitsu and you're like out of shape, just go, just go to jujitsu out of shape. Yeah. Like put the jelly on the mat and roll around. Like, yeah. cause like you're not going to, these guys that say like, I just going to get in shape first and then I'm going to try it. It doesn't, it doesn't even translate. Doesn't No, you because like gym shape, those guys will be better shape than you coming in. Right. But like they're still gonna gas the fuck right, out. Right. So it, there's not a massive advantage there other than maybe some strength. So don't yeah, don't be afraid to like just get in shape in the gym. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like when I came back from a hurt injury, my cardio was trash. When I had the darkness in 2020, I you know, I have ARDS. And I don't know, you probably rolled me here. I breathe heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's because of that. Because I have like these nodules. Oh, my lungs shit. still have to get them checked every year. And I still have like, I feel fine, but like I can, it's just like I'm breathing harder. It's hard for me to breathe. Is that so, just something you have forever now or something that'll eventually go I guess away? they got smaller, but I had got it. I've had it three times. The darkness hit me three times. Oh, wow. The first time real bad, but so they keep coming back a little bit. So I have to get them checked every year. So, but like, I just, you got to like, just get in there and just roll and work through it. Right. Because when I first came back, I was dying out there, sweating mayonnaise, crawling oh, up yeah. the mat. My, my first um, jump into jujitsu initially was after like a probably a six or seven month, like hardcore five, six day a week, like gym stint. And this last time was like uh, three and a half years of just being a f- lazy fat ass and like realizing I need to do something, you know? Um, and there was definitely a, um, it was harder the second time around, but. It there was no like let me just hit the gym for six months and then I'll go back to jujitsu. Like I never would have done it. You know what I mean? It, Dana White got me doing a water fast here. And was it Monday night? Yeah. You see that video? Mm-mm. He posted a video about how he did a water fast with electrolytes and bone broth. So I've bought all the stuff. My like my neighbor has already done it, and uh, he's like, it's good for just like resetting everything. You know, you're gonna lose you can be lose a lot of weight, like water weight, obviously at the beginning, but. Right. Um, I'm going to do that on Monday where how long 72 hours. Oh, okay. So like three days. Like yeah. That. He went 85 hours. I don't think my big ass could do that. I saw something that was, uh, read something or not read something. I saw something on social media today and it was talking about like a, like doing a seven day water fast, like once a year or something like that. And it sub- supposedly lowers your cancer rate. Cancer. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. By like 30%. So or that's what shit. they say. He said something about this too. Um, so I got the stuff. I'm going to do it on Monday. So we'll see how it goes. I'll probably be freaking dying and people will be wanting to eat and cheat around me, but I'm not working at the moment. I'm off on vacation. So it'll be a good time to be less temptation. Right. And I can knock this out. So Monday to like Thursday. Nice. Thursday night I'll be able to eat again. So we'll see how it goes. So like it's a water electrolytes day one, day two, you can have bone broth. Okay. Twice a day um, with the water and electrolytes. And day three of the same, and that's it. So we'll see what happens. Nice. So now that you're uh, you're on a, a two month hiatus from work, are we going to see what uh, dedicated? Maybe we'll be at that. De- I'll come dedicated. You guys want me to come there? I'll come teach a class or come just hang out, train, take one of Jason's classes. Yeah, that sounds fun. Definitely. Maybe I'll do it this week. I'm also going to be doing more comp classes. Nice. Because I haven't done that in a while, so I'll right. go down and get my ass whooped. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like using this eight weeks as like a training camp kind of nice. to get into 
I was going to compete December 2nd, next weekend. At what, World League? At the NABJJF. Oh, gotcha. And that because a lot of guys are going there, which I will be there. I think I'm going to go there anyways just to help coach walk around. So um, if you guys will listen to this podcast and you see me down there, just come say hi because I kind of want to meet everybody who's, like, watching. Right. So I see you guys' comments and stuff like that. It'd be kind of cool to say hi. So if you guys see me down there, I'll be there. So just coaching, walking around. Hard to miss him. Hard to miss me. I'm the big white dude shape of a square. <laughs> um, not every champion is a good ambassador. Not every ambassador is a good champion. Are you saying that like some guys are just better at being the athlete and not the coach? I think, um, I think that there's people that are really good at jujitsu that are shitty people and they're mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a good, um, I'll use, I'll use Dylan Dennis as an example. Guy's mm-hmm. kind of a shit human being. Yeah. We can um, all agree on that. But uh, but he's a phenomenal fucking jiu-jitsu athlete, you know? But maybe maybe he's not the good face for the sport, you know what I mean? Like, I think I think, I think every sport kind of needs that, you know what I mean? Like, they, they need a, a Michael Jordan, a, a LeBron James, a, like a superstar that, like, overall is also a good ambassador. Do you think Conor McGregor is the blame for all this? He kind of brought that... In the Rick, fight game, I think... That Ric Flair, and then, like, so... You know, some people would say Gordon Ryan is kind of a douchebag right yeah but to me i i mean i don't think he is i think he's just confident uh, yeah his yeah. confidence is not douche i mean if you think his him being confident and is being a douchebag then you obviously weren't a fan of michael jordan either because michael jordan was not a guy who would be like you know talk a lot of shit or dance and do something like that but right. he would say like i'm gonna beat you by this you ain't nothing if you have if you know real michael jordan stories that big one of the biggest shit talkers of all right. time right Right. Like, but it was always to their, you know, and I think that's a, a something I've noticed with the Gordon Ryan thing. Um, and this is something that I just, I, I like to rabbit hole on social media sometimes is I don't see Gordon Ryan talk shit at people for no reason. It's typically a rebuttal to something that they said. Yeah. And I, I like that he comes at you in the comments. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan said he made people call him self black Jesus. Shut the fuck up. I'm serious. <laughs> He's like, you call me Black Jesus. There's stories out there of him doing it. That's factual. You know what I mean? And like, that's my guy. So like, if you don't like Gordon Ryan, then maybe, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think Gordon Ryan is just confident in his craft and he's good at what he does and he's confident. So it's like, I don't think he, I, I don't think Gordon Ryan would not give you your props if you beat him. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he'd be like, yeah, it just, yeah, you know. And he's, he's just good, man. I just hasn't happened a couple of years. Um, I think some coaches are better coaches than they are yeah. competitors. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, some people like coaching more than they like competing. Uh, um, I would say I'm that. I, I like a- to compete when I have time and I, can, I feel like I can give the proper rounds and training up to the tournament. But I love the coach. Right. Well, it's a fun. It can be a fun thing, you know what I mean, and not necessarily a career. Look at Danaher; he's a coach. He's a phenomenal fucking coach. Yeah. But w- what are his accolades as far as did he ever win an ADCC or any major competitions like that? I don't believe so. No. So it's. Like, I think he's always had like bad injury. Or yeah. But bad it's like hip or you can be the fucking you know essentially one of the best coaches in the world and not have those championship right. accolades behind you. Exactly. Um. But you can also be an absolute champion and and just not. A good <laughs> I'm nowhere near Dan here, but I the thing I love to do the most when I'm 
at the gym as I'll have to take a lower belt and I love to, when they're going against a higher belt, I saw that open mat. I love to talk to the, <laughs> I yeah. love to talk to the lower belt and try to, if he's a good listener, make him beat the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did that on, on he, Matt did that on uh, open mat on Thanksgiving. He uh, was coaching a blue belt going against purple belt. And I know like sometimes like you guys will be like, um, mad because I used to be like this. I used to get mad when I'd hear of a professor like coaching the guy I'm rolling with in open sparring. Like, hey, man. Yeah. What about me? Yeah. What about <laughs> me? Right. <laughs> but like you got to realize that like it's a skill set to coach also. Oh, yeah. Okay. So by that professor doing that or by like a black belt or higher belt helping another person right. against you, he's practicing also, you know, it's like, you know, the people that do chess or play chess without a board, they like play it in their head. Like, the, like they've got all the pieces memorized in their head and they just kind of, uh, you know, knight to L3 or whatever. And, and now you in your head know where my piece went. And now you say a, a move back and they, they literally without a chess board in front of them, two people can play chess back and forth. Like the first time I, uh, here's two examples. The first time I ever coached anybody as a brown belt and um, I would coach them and I'd be like, I've never coached before. So I'm like yelling. I'm not talking loud enough. I'm, I'm like saying like, now that like, it's hard to like say what to do. Right. Like as they're doing it, it's like a whole different skill. Right. Um, or like one time I messed up and I was like, post your left leg, but I meant his right leg. Mm. And he posted a left leg and he got swept Ouch. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that was on me. <laughs> sorry, Vader. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Vader. Vader had him. The guy had that W, dude. And I was like, the guy put him in Daily Heva. And I was like, post <laughs> post your foot here. And he posted the wrong foot and he got put in the Daily Heva on the bad. And it was, that was over from there. But uh, but yeah, it helps. So if you guys coaching against you, like just know that he's probably, it's help, he's practicing on like coaching. Right. Too. So there's well, and he's going, he's, t he's trying to coach the, the guy that he thinks is probably the weaker True. competitor. To True. Or if I actually like the person more than you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're my boy, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, man, fuck this guy up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but you no, know, no, I do. I think Connor did uh, play a part in that. Um, I think. I think I think Chael kind of opened the door, and I think Connor took that smack talk to the next level and and made it make money. Like they say, jujitsu is not fun to watch on TV unless you're into it. It's like, if you're if you're a casual if you're a casual MMA fighter or watcher. I mean, casual MMA watcher, and you put throw on jujitsu for them. Most of the time, they're. they're they're not into it. There's no casual moms just be like, BJJ balance. Let's right, listen to it. Right. Right. right? You're into jujitsu if you're yeah, listening to us. hundred yeah, percent. So, yeah. so I was like, you're, you know what it is, or you're thinking about training or, you know, you're my wife and I'm making you listen to it. Uh, but like, you know what I mean? Like you're, it's a niche thing. Yeah. So, but like putting it on TV, even UFC, people are like, know what fighting is. Right. Jujitsu doesn't, it looks like, what are they doing? Right. You know, so you need guys to be a voice pieces like Conor McGregor or like a Gordon Ryan, even a Dylan Dennis. To sell it. To sell it. Yeah. 
everybody's like GSP. Get yeah. you invested emotionally so that you're watching with, okay, Mayweather. Mayweather mm -hmm. was good at that. Yeah. People pay money, love him or hate him. You either paid money because you wanted to watch him win or you paid money because you were hoping somebody beat him. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like if, 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 if Gordon Ryan can do that for jujitsu to where people that maybe aren't necessarily super invested in jujitsu, but they, they just, his personality rubs them the wrong way. It's like if he can get money in the sport. Um, do you think there's real beef between him and the B team? I don't know if it's real or not, guys. I, I don't know if it's real or not. I read I read something the other day on Reddit that was. Uh, I think it's a ploy. They're using it. They're making money with each other. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to say what I what I read because it was like dark. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> and I, and I've heard after I read it, I've actually. I've got seven people in the car right now going. Say it, Kenny. God damn it. <laughs> so, so this I, wasn't Kenny. This is what Kenny read. <laughs> I read this. I did. This is this. what Kenny read. So somebody that was apparently close to Nikki Ryan, Gordon Ryan's little brother, had stated that the split was not because of Craig Jones or Nikki Rod. It was a Gordon Ryan and a Nikki Ryan issue, but like nothing to do with training to do with like real personal stuff. Okay, so if it's family, we're going to stop that. I don't want yeah. I don't want to talk about it. You're right. So, yeah. if it's a family situation is why they just split. Just some, some of the stuff that I that I read like Well, you think it'd be weird like why wouldn't brothers? It was wild, bro. Why wouldn't brothers like still fuck with each other? Right. Right. And and supposedly because they split, a lot of people just went with Nikki because they were, you know, they liked him. They like they I, apparently he's a, a phenomenal coach as well. Apparently he's Danaher esque. Yeah. So oh he was I mean he's good too. I yeah. mean they're all freaking studs when it comes to that stuff. But I, to me I always felt like maybe they're uh, helping each other because like they're still all commenting on their stuff. Like right. Uh, you know, Nikki Rod will freaking be saying something and Gordon will be in his comments talking shit. And then like, if you really hated somebody, wouldn't you block them? Right. Or just go fight. Yeah. Or just go fight. It's not like they live on the other side of the fucking world from each other. They live in the same fucking city. So just go fight. If brothers aren't getting along, you guys got to squash that shit. Though. Yeah. You got to squash that shit. You guys are brothers. dude. You guys had the same room, you know? Right. In the womb. Uh <laughs> Maybe at different times. <laughs> at different times. But you guys shared the same room, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was all thinking about like that. I'm like, maybe they did share bedrooms when they were a kid. I don't know, bro. <laughs> and you just went fucking <laughs> deep with it. Uh, same room in the womb, baby. That's going to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, if you have if you are a sibling and you have a podcast with your sibling you need a podcast name that's the name <laughs> the same room in the womb the same room in the room podcast dude yeah that, that's free you guys can have that one you got that one from the BJ, bjj balance podcast um we got questions right yes we do um from steven graham bjj what is your favorite opened Open guard passing. Open guard passing and no and gi. As a big guy. Um I like long steps in uh no gi. Um 
and you know, I like leg drags a lot, a lot of leg drags in both gi and no gi, whether I'm grabbing the pants or I'm grabbing the ankles. If it's open guard passing, obviously stand up. Don't be passing from your knees. Yeah. Um, so yeah, leg drags, arm drags. What about you? Uh, knee arm slice. drags, leg drags and long steps. Sorry. Knee slice. Knee slice. Yeah. I'm a big knee slice fan. I, and it was, I used to suck at passing guard until <clears throat> when I had that last comp and I got a private from Jason and he goes, what do you want to work on? And I'm like, I suck at passing guard. Like I, I'm dog shit at it. I always get caught in people's guard, close guard. And, uh, he taught me a couple of things and then like, it just became that thing where it's like, this is what I'm going to focus on for the next, like until I'm good at it. And I've become obsessed with like trying to pass people's guards now. I used to freak out about it. I used to just like, let me get top. Like, let me work to get top. And then I, I can avoid the guard, you know, altogether. And then I'm happy. Now it's like, if I end up in someone's guard, I'm like, fuck it. Here's a new challenge, you know? So from Tony to Savage, first guest on the podcast. What's going on, Tony? Who wins prime Fatal or prime John Jones It's prime John Jones. I think so too. I think it's so just, he's, I think, I think Fader's got a, uh, a puncher's chance. Yeah, like I mean, we all seen Pater get Fedor get spiked on his head from Randleman and all that stuff, but like it's not like it's not close. John Jones, um, and I, I even though as much as I'm really into, you know, the new guy Aspinall, Aspinall, yeah. If they ever did fight, I'm still betting John Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna get caught up in the hype, like you, you until wanna- I see it with my eyes. One of my favorite rivalries um, in the UFC was was Jones and DC, and I don't think there's been one that good since. Like they, I feel like there was genuine hatred there. You know yeah. I mean? And I, so I even saw a video recently of uh, when Jones tore his pec, and DC was on some sort of like an ESPN type show, and they had mentioned it like live on air, and that was they were breaking the news to DC that he, the fight was off. He rolled he his eyes or something. He, like he kind of had like a smirk on his face. Like, like, like he was happy to hear that he got injured. Yeah, those guys like don't that. like each other. Man. Yeah. So, which I, I genuinely, it's refreshing to see guys actually don't like each other. Yeah. That's yeah. like some Tommy Hearns and Hagler shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's like no, there's beef there. It's not fake. But I've seen a lot of, uh, Aspinall running his mouth on Jones and whatnot. Like I, I remember when there was a, a, a brief Izzy Jones beef for a minute, and but I'm like they're so far apart in size that like this is not going to turn into. Any. And Jones at that time was going up to heavyweight. I'm like this, he's going two weight classes above Izzy. Like this is going to happen. And people thought Izzy was like for a second there. Yeah, was like the second coming. Yeah. Uh, well, you know it is. You know it all works itself out in the end. Um, Jones has been around since early two thousands or mid to two thousands. You know what I mean? He's not lost since he was twenty three years old. Yeah, he's like forty. He's like yeah. our age. Yeah, that's wild. That's fucking insane. And he's like beating, and- beating up some pregnant girls. And <laughs> he's like just out there, dude. He's just the villain we all love. You know what I mean? I don't know if love is the right word, but hey, man. I saw something the other day, and it was uh, somebody asked him a question. They said, are you are you a good guy that's trying to be bad, or are you a bad guy that's trying to be good? And he thought about it for a second. He's like, oh, that's a good question. you know. And he, He's like, I think I'm the bad guy that's trying to be good. I agree. And 100% I, agree. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. But I think a lot of people can relate to that, though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, every day. Try to be good. Try to be good every day. But, yeah, Jones over Fedor. Jones over Fedor, easy. 
Mason underscore M82 asks, what makes a new student stand out to make the coaches go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say attendance. Like, wow, he's here again. Oh, yeah. wow. You're doing two classes today. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. The more he sees you, the more he's going to know who you are. Um, and it's not so much, uh, I would say after class staying after and like working on stuff with people or like asking questions of tire belts after class, like doing the little stuff like that, coming to the open mats, just being more of a team member rather than just a guy who's takes his juice to class and goes home. Have you gotten to the point? I feel like, I feel like if you've been around it long enough, um, as a coach that you can see someone come in for like maybe their first week and, and know whether or not it's something they're going to stick with or they're just going to bail after that. I never know. You never know. Cause life, you know, life will get, you know, you don't know what someone's, you can tell when someone's really getting into it and they're like, you know, no, this guy's in like, he's buying all the gear. He's like, yeah. you know, but like when they first start, you never know. Okay. You never know. Blue belt. So many people quit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, you never know. And why is that? Why do you think people quit at Blue Belt? Um, I, I've, uh, I think it's because it's hard to get the Blue Belt. When you get the Blue Belt, you are legitimately, you know. I think, I feel like it's, uh, you accomplished it and maybe I, you're just done at that point. I know. say, like, to say you're, I'm a Blue Belt in Jiu Jitsu is like, that's not hard. It's not easy to get. Right. So it's like, oh, all right. That's, that's respectable. A Blue Belt is respectable in the street. A Blue Belt right. will do some damage to somebody who doesn't know shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, all right. So I think that's why. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know. I, I reached this level, so I'm good. You know, I don't need, I, I'm, if you're not in love with it, why well, keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to prove to myself that I could make it this far type thing. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think so. Because then or maybe like you're just like, yeah, they just want to say that, like, prove that I can do this. And then right. they're on to something else. It's not something important. So what else we got? Austin Foss 88 asks best way to connect with someone from a best way to connect with someone from sitting guard. First of all, if someone's sitting guard, like a Gordon Ryan would, this is what I'm telling everybody. If you're sitting, first of all, if you're sit, the guy sitting, we're not Gordon Ryan. So get up, grab a guy and make your connections and pull your guard. I've said that before, but if you're trying to pass somebody who's sitting guard, most likely they like to play half guard or they like to, they're really into like getting inverted and underneath you and taking your legs. So pass to the outsides. If you're one foot in, one foot out, if you're, if one of your legs is in between their legs, then you're susceptible for danger. Knee slicing a guy sitting down. Yeah, that's what they want. It's what they want. So let's, you know, Toriando, let's leg drag to the outside. Let's long step. Long outside passing is a lot really good to guys who sit on their ass and for the open garden because you're getting away from their leg attacks. I'll try to maybe push the forehead. Push the forehead, knock them back. Knock them back, grab legs, and then Toriando. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you're like playing the one foot in, one foot in, you know, game, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. That's kind of like having one arm, you know, in for the triangle. You know right. what I mean? Like you're right. playing that game. Like, yeah, are, are you gonna stack pass? Maybe, but he also might triangle your ass. So it's like I'll tell you what I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna cartwheel over him. Cause I don't have that kind of athleticism. I can do it. Can you? <laughs> 
I believe it. I can do it. I, I believe it because I've seen you do some fucking wild. <laughs> Your boy, I've yeah. been telling you guys this for a minute. I'm burrito big. I am not genetically big. Your boy can make, I can move like, man, man, I didn't think you had that in you. I was like, yeah, man, I used to be small. <laughs> and then I got married. Yeah, I've seen you do some uh, in roles. I saw, when you came in and taught that class at Dedicated, um, you showed us some um, of the back row ankle pick. Yeah, and I'm like, I just remember thinking, like, there's no fucking way I'm doing this shit. <laughs> and then I watched you do it. Uh, you posted a video mm-hmm. uh, of doing it like live with somebody. I was like, holy shit! Like, fucking, you got it. Yeah, I don't like when I try to teach a class. Like, I don't really like. Like I've said, I think there's three stages to every move. There's knowing the move. There's being able to teach the move and just be able to do it live. And like, to me, it's hard for me to like, you have to be able to teach them stuff that you don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm like going somewhere to teach a class and no one's ever seen me before, I'm for sure not confident enough as a coach to be like, I'm going to teach a technique that I don't know particularly. Right. Like, no, you, you're going to get yourself what I know. I know works. Cause I've done it before. You ever, um, when you teach your classes on, on, uh, you know, in the mornings and whatnot. Do you ever <clears throat> review like any of like the the jujitsu encyclopedia or whatever the I don't know. I have called. okay. Here's a fun fact about me: I have never bought any of that kind of stuff. I have never. I've taken maybe one private my whole life. Oh wow! Like I just you know it's never been really a financially thing for me to do. When I was coming up in the belts, I was always like taking care of my brother, and I was like, it's not. So I didn't have the extra time, so. I've never been one to do privates and stuff. I and mean, you should though, guys, because I'm telling you that it helps. Oh, if yeah. you have a deficiency in your game and you're not waiting for the coach to come all the way back around to that technique again, right? You could get so much better by taking privates. So, but it just wasn't in the cards for me. So, like, I never had any of that stuff. Like, right. And a lot of uh, we, I think we've mentioned this before too. A lot of a lot of people that are teaching privates will let you split a lesson with somebody, and that way you can go some. You can bring a buddy that's comparable size, comparable skill level, and You've got somebody to work with and drill with in the private, and it's not doesn't have to necessarily be the coach, and he can kind of watch more and, and kind of like you know really check yeah. your technique because he's not laying there trying to let you do it to him type thing. Exactly. We got anything else? Uh, when heel hooking, should I be gentle or give them the full competitive experience and rip? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> this is from at cp dot blanks. Okay. Um, uh, rip his shit, dog. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck That's him, dude. Why. Fuck this guy, dude. Uh, no, like, yeah, of course. No. Take it easy. Especially with leg locks. Leg locks are, you don't feel the pain. Yeah. You don't feel your knee blow out until it it's blows out. Yeah. An arm bar, you're like, ah, oh, you can feel the resistance. Like, oh, tap, tap, tap. There's no time. And he's like, I oh, feel great. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, fuck. I'm walking to the left. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. fuck your shit up. So, yeah. um, you know, and you don't really have to worry about that, to, uh, that till no gi. Um, and that brings me to something. Here's my hard take for the week. You know, my hot take. Um, uh, <laughs> do you think um, no gi guys only train no gi because they're afraid to tell their girlfriends and wives that they're white belts? <laughs> because everybody wants that profile picture like i'm training yeah but no one wants the fucking white belt wrapped around their titties and if you are a blue belt or a lower belt yeah 
I see this all the time. You'll black and white that photo because it makes that belt look darker than it really is. And like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, fuck. Don't be afraid, boys. Put the gi on. Oh, fuck. I know you have aspirations of MMA and it doesn't really concern you, but hey, get out there, man. The gi is good. Long live the gi. It's fun. It's got grips. It's, you know, it's like having that heavy uh, baseball bat when you're warming up. When you take it off, you move a lot better. Like, I don't do no-gi a lot, and my no-gi needs improvement. Um, So I need to be the other way. But you shouldn't neglect either. You should do both. And Just because you're a white belt or a lower belt, don't be embarrassed of it. Yeah. Because you're still doing it. And I really don't think your chick cares. It's uh, a no-gi can be dangerous in that aspect where you don't know what belt they are that the whole never trust a rash guard thing mm-hmm. is definitely fucking real we, the open mat we did this week mm-hmm. uh fucking dude shows up he's purple belt but he's wearing a blue he was wearing a blue ranked rash guard mm-hmm. i'm like you can't trust him. yeah can't trust rash guard you don't know man i shin i the wood on the side of thing <gasps> yeah my gosh my leg still hurts dude <sighs> I like, right? I'm like, oh, dude. He's like, you all right, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like, through my head, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it um, for the day. I want to say thanks to everybody who's uh, supported us this far. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, coming into December, we got more episodes coming, more guests on the way. Um, follow us on all of our social medias on Instagram at O's Nation at the freak party at BJJ balance on uh, Facebook. There's at, o- Na- at O's nation. There's the at O nation group. That's similar to like the Instagram, um, TikTok. Both of the things are both there. BJJ balance. And, um, I think we both have personal Instagram. Do you have one too or no? Or on TikTok? Sorry. No, I, I the, the just only, the BJJ balance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, uh, there I'm there at on TikTok also Spotify, Apple, Amazon music, Pandora, we're everywhere. Um, Again, thank you guys. And uh, um, you think of what I'm thinking? Aim for the bushes. Aim for the bushes. See you guys next time.